Welcome to episode 42 of Design EDU Today, the podcast series discussing what is necessary to be a successful designer in a contemporary screen-based interactive world. I am your host, Gary Rosance, Assistant Professor of Graphic Design at the University of Maryland, Baltimore County. In this episode, we will be discussing what makes user experience design different from interactive design. We will also discuss the user experience design process and how it fits into the overall design process. We finish off the conversation talking about the specific user experience design principles design educators should be teaching to interactive design students. Today's guest is Karelia Jo Moore. Karelia leads interaction design on everything from new business to product visions to full site redesigns at the Washington DC office of HUGE. As an experience lead, some of her clients have included the White House, NBC Universal, American Student Assistance, Erie Insurance, Pfizer, and Target. Prior to HUGE, Karelia had a past life as a visual designer in New York, Chicago, and Atlanta. She is passionate about using design to further civic engagement and facilitate better lives. Karelia holds a BFA in visual communication and a BA in communication from the University of Arizona and a graduate certificate in design from the Portfolio Center in Atlanta. Welcome, Karelia. Hey, how are you? Great. Thanks for uh, joining me. She, uh, uh, my guest today, Karelia, she came all the way from, well, she's came all the way out to UMBC, so we're recording it on my campus. So before I get into specific questions, I want to let the listeners know the impetus for this and future episodes. During past episodes, I've been focusing on what I consider to be the nuts and bolts of what it takes to be a successful visual designer um, today. However, I've touched on a lot of other professions to determine for myself what is the ideal balance of those professions to make a great visual designer. There's one profession in particular that comes up on a regular basis that I want to explore further, and that's user experience design. I want to explore this job title more because it's a really hard one to consistently define. All the UX job descriptions I've seen range wildly from a visual designer who researches the end user before designing to researchers who hand off their findings to information architects and visual designers. So this leads to my first question for Karelia. As an experience lead, what is your personal definition of user experience? Okay, so um, user experience to me is just kind of an umbrella term for lots of different um, areas of expertise. So I came up as an interaction designer. Um, So basically, you know, kind of my elevator pitch for that is I just design the way digital things should function, um, the way that that people use them. Um, So whether that's, you know, user flows or um, actual interfaces, things like that, that all kind of falls under interaction design to me. Um, and I guess in terms of, I actually really kind of hate the, the title of like user experience designer, cause I feel like an experience is something that's so subjective and it's what you personally experience. Right. So I, I can't design necessarily what that is, but what I can design is the, the very concrete interaction that you're going to have, or I can, you know, 
help determine what content is going to show up that you're going to read um, that that contributes to your experience, or a visual designer might, you know, they're going to put the uh, the aesthetic on what it is that you're seeing and, and that you ultimately experience. So, I think user experience designer is a somewhat it's just just a really soft term for me, but those you know very concrete areas of expertise are. are what I think are actual, like, kind of real job roles. Um, I'm gonna stumble, that makes sense. Yeah, no, I'm going to stumble around and try to remember an exact wording you used because you said you... Oh, man, how did you define it? <laughs> I, you were talking... you Because you didn't... I wanted to follow it up with, like, you said, like, you create... I don't want to use the word experience because you didn't use the word experience. Yeah. But you said, like, you... I design interactions, yes, so... But you, like, the actual... You talked about it from a very physical standpoint, not a visual standpoint. So yeah, I felt so like there was a distinction there. Yeah. So, I mean, where, where I work, it is it is a distinction. We have a visual design. My, my background is in visual design, um, but uh, the, way that w- the way that it works at, at HUGE is that um, our interaction designers are very much focused on user flows and determining, <coughs> excuse me, um, you know, how is the user going to accomplish this goal that they need to accomplish, which is something very concrete to me. And then um, we work very closely with visual designers to determine, you know, what that look and feel is like and how they, um, how it actually kind of visually manifests, um, if that makes sense. And yeah, yes, so, <laughs> um, so yeah, those are, those are two, two separate things at, at huge. Um, we work very closely together, but yeah, those, those are separate as Whereas at a smaller place, you might have somebody that's doing the entire thing there. I think, you know, at smaller, at smaller companies, you you tend to, um, which which makes sense. You have people who tend to do a a, a lot of of everything and and have, um, and touch all parts of and and actually do all parts of the experience. And then, um, you know, as you get to to larger companies, as it is at huge, you get definitely more kind of siloed, uh, not siloed you get um, expertise that kind of really focuses on one vertical. All right, so you, you've already started answering this, so this is the next question on the list anyway, is can you pick a typical web project and describe how you and the UX team at Huge fit into that project from start to finish? Uh, yeah, I can. Um, I know everybody says this, and it's like, there is no typical project. Um, so it depends on, okay, so let's, let's pick maybe like a, a typical website redesign. Um, so the way that it works at, if you think about like strategy design and then actual implementation, um, the way that, that interaction designers fit into that is that in the strategy phase, um, I would say if we want to break this down into like primary and secondary roles, we have our product strategy. We work very closely with um, our product managers who do strategy as well as they'll they'll come back in the implementation phase. Um, but product product managers are usually primary, and UX is secondary 
in terms of who's owning kind of deliverables at that point. So that's doing stakeholder interviews, doing user research, things like that. Um, we kind of tag team on that, but I would say that probably our product managers are primary. Then when we get into the design phase, which includes wireframing and actual visual design, things like that, um, we work very closely with uh, visual design. And I would say that UX is more primary in that second phase when we're actually starting to concept and create things. Um, so we have a concepting phase as well as kind of a detailed design phase um, where things get more concrete and we go into requirements and things like that. Um, so UX is, is very involved in that. Um, and then the actual implementation where it goes into development, um, UX is still involved, but it's, it's more kind of going back to that product manager who's playing the primary role. Um, to to kind of go a little bit deeper, um, I'd say my my favorite part of it probably is the kind of the upfront and really thinking about conceptually what this thing could be and what we're really trying to solve. Um, you know, we, we always uh, conduct user research, whether that's something that's like just kind of down and dirty um, testing that, you know, might not involve a recruiter or anything like that. But we always, we always, um, you know, try to talk to users and actually, um, you know, kind of get into get into the mindset of the people who are actually going to be using it. Um, and then we're also very heavily involved again in that stakeholder, um, those stakeholder interviews. And then I think what's what's great about coming out of that is the the conceptual part of it, where I like to say, if it were magic, how would it work? And it's something that you know might not be able to be implemented in the next year or two. Um, we actually try not to do that. We try to think and kind of future proof and, and think about really ideally what would this experience be? And then we can always kind of peel it back from there um, and, and go back from there. Um, am I making sense? <laughs> okay. Uh, no, you're definitely making sense. Okay. Um, yeah. So that's, that's probably my favorite part is the, um, the concepting part of it. If you have a really, a really brave client, it's, it's kind of one of the highlights of the, um, one of the key t parts of times of the project. Um, and then we kind of decide from there, okay, we're, we're, we're all set on this vision and kind of where we want to go. Um, let's roadmap it out and figure out exactly what we can do now and, and what will come in future phases. Um, so, yeah. You mentioned a term, um, you said product manager. So what is a product manager? Is that the same thing as a project manager or are they no. different they are different okay. um so project managers are really um focused on to be honest the, the bottom line keeping things on on budget and on schedule um our product managers do work very closely with project managers but product managers are concerned with the business um at least at um you know as a consultant as at huge that's that's what their focus is it might it's definitely different probably in-house but um yeah so product managers are focused on making sure that business goals and user goals are aligning and that we're um making a product that uh that makes sense that's meeting requirements on both sides um i will say just kind of i call it the buddy system <laughs> at huge while the product managers are really more um aligned with business goals and really knowing business goals, um, which I would be as well, but my focus is on the user. So we kind of work together to match those. Okay, so based on that definition then, this is, comes to the root of the problem that I actually have as an educator, yeah. 
and that is in a graphic design program where they're you know meant to make logos and buttons and, and things like that there's not really an emphasis on are those things that you are creating visually are they meeting the business goals yeah and i to me i think that is the ultimate problem okay in a in a graphic design program so just based on your experience cuz you you've worked at other places besides huge just from what you've seen how much hats or however you want to but how much do you think visual designers the digital designers whatever term you want to use for that graphic designers how how best should they be informed of the business and goals that, that you know that they're trying to achieve I think designers need to visual designers need to know and understand the key goals of a project, uh, key business goals of a project. They need to understand um, the users of a project because you can't you can't design some. It's not design without having those things in mind. Period. Like it's not. I mean, you're not just doing this for the for the fun of it. It it needs to to map back and it needs to reflect um, everything from layouts to I mean, color and things like that is a little bit more subjective. Usually, that's given to us by you know a branding um, folks at, at at clients that we work with. But they they do need to understand those things. They need to understand systems a lot. They need to understand um, you know I think really what. The visual needs to be, uh, the design needs to be a visual manifestation of a strategy that's already been set forth, essentially. So how we present things a lot is, you know, we'll we'll tee up design in a client presentation with strategy and everything we're saying in the strategy, we need to make sure that everything in the design is mapping back to that. So it's really important that they they understand um, both business goals, user goals, and actual KPIs that we're using to... Um, for the project. What is, I think I know what KPI. I, I'm sorry, key performance indicators. Yes. So whatever we're, we're tracking in, in analytics, so you know, it could be how many people are clicking on this, this call to action, the CTA, or, um, you know, how much time are people spending on this page or it, it could, I mean, it varies from, from project to project, but yeah, whatever it is, those usually, you know, two, maybe three things that we're really focusing on to determine that, yes, this project was a success. So everything needs to map back to that. So the way you're describing the the product manager, um, this is it. This has just popped into my head mm-hmm. that it would be it would be fantastic if I could go over to the business because every university students have to take general electives, mm-hmm. and so it would be really nice if there was a course that was kind of centered on what the, like the key business goals and determining them and like. Would oh that yeah, make work, sense? no, totally I'm working. So, yeah, okay. no, partnering with um, you know, people who are in B school and and kind of making their projects a little more more real. Um, yeah, I think that would totally be a, a an awesome collaboration. Okay. Um, yeah, I just wanted to make sure I I was doing it. I was asking that more to make sure I understood. Yeah, yeah. What was what was happening? Okay, so I mean, okay, one more follow up to that. So, do you see? student you know entry-level students if you've come across them in your experiences I'm not entry-level students entry-level designers or you know that are just entering the field do they have a problem is it hard for them to like I got to make this match the business goal or do they still kind of like are designing personally for themselves 
I think um, I think it's good to have an under, when okay. So when you're when you're just coming in, you know, coming out of school, you're no, you're not you're not expected to to be inherently just like married to these goals and really knowing them. I think you should have a lead that definitely does, and that is helping steer you in the right direction and helping um, helping align their thinking to to kind of these business goals and. I think it's probably, you know, at the, at that level, at an entry level, you you probably are, you know, kind of sticking to what you know in terms of aesthetic and um, your process and and things like that, and and that's fine. You're not expected to, um, you know, to be to be an expert or to really, uh, to to know these things. But um, you know, as as long as they're grasping it and kind of growing into starting to they'll I feel like your your thinking will kind of graduate to when you're critiquing yourself oh, okay oh that's right we're we're tracking this this thing over here or oh that's right the main goal of this page is to you know communicate xyz or it's for the user to click on you know abc over here so the you grow to kind of making that kind of inherent thing to remember but yeah I feel like entry level a lot of times it's it's you're kind of falling back to to your own design style and and that's fine you should have a, a good lead there to mentor you to to kind of get you out of that okay i think just one thing that i came i'm going to take away from this is the the kpi i think i'm actually going to put that in i'm going to put certain kpi in every design brief i give to the students just oh, so sure, it, yeah. they can always go like i can always go back is it meeting that is it is the visual meeting that yeah it's really easy to spin if you don't especially i mean does visual design it can be very it's a subjective thing yeah. and that's and it is but that's what makes it design is that there's a goal that you're trying to meet yeah. so and so as long um, as you have the goal in mind i think that's yeah. even if it doesn't meet the goal that's what school's for yeah <laughs> <laughs> um not the real world all right so you were also an interaction designer at a previous job is th is that different from a user experience designer? Mm -hmm. So actually, so my um, my experience, I've kind of come up through through huge. I was a visual designer. At, um, I say in my past life, but yeah. Um, yeah. So the the way it works at huge is you're an interaction designer, then senior interaction designer, then experience lead, whatever that means, titles for whatever. But um, yeah, so interaction design is just kind of I still consider myself an interaction designer, and when I speak on panels and things like that, I. I am an interaction designer um so there's no there's no real difference it's it's just kind of level of seniority to be honest um yeah so it, it's a, it's the same thing it's just okay yeah. nope it's fair enough because every every place has a different everybody's using sure. a different term so sure I'm trying to narrow in on yeah the consensus is yeah. what I hope to get at eventually. Yeah, to, and to be clear, it's it's definitely added, um, you know, kind of responsibility just in terms mm -hmm. of being client facing as you move from an ID to being a senior ID, senior interaction designer. Um, that means you're you know more client facing now, um, and you know there's certain level of, of work and and speed kind of expected. And then as you move up to lead, then it's yeah that adds more more on. So, but it's at the root of it, we're all interaction designers. Okay. So as the experience lead, I'm, I'm going to assume that you lead or direct a few experienced designers. Yeah. Um, so based on that, ex on those experiences, for you, what would make for a good educational background for a UX designer? What okay. What kind of training do you want them to have? Um, so, uh, 
Well, I will say, I mean, it comes from from lots of different backgrounds. There are, uh, you know, obviously actual formal programs um, now that are interaction design programs. But I mean, we've had people that are um, have architecture backgrounds that um, have I come from a visual design background, um, library science, uh, you know, information architects where they're just really concerned with like kind of information design and organization and things like that. Um, so I'd really say, I don't, I don't really care about your background. I just care that you can think, that you can think through problems and that you um, are detail oriented and um, are thinking about systems and kind of know, I hate using empathy. I feel like is so played. Um, I hate saying that word, you know, to, empathy is, uh, yeah, yeah, but that you're able to, understand someone else's worldview that you can kind of understand uh mental models and how other people think of things because surprise your way of thinking of things is not is not um everyone's uh so yeah I mean I I was not formally trained in in UX. I didn't even know what UX was. I found it on Twitter one day. Um, <laughs> so I, I, and I, I got my job at huge by really just displaying a thought process and kind of thinking through something that I was pissed about and I thought I could design something better. And, um, yeah, so I, Education is great. That's uh, obviously, and I think college offers a a lot and formal programs obviously offer a lot. But at the end of the day, I need you to be able to think through a a problem very, um, very strategically and, and really thoroughly. So, yeah, I'm glad you said that. And this is one thing I've been wanting to get off my chest forever is (laughs) go for it. Use of the word empathy. Because it's a it, it's a it's bandwagon so now, like it's Citizen so Designer was, which I used because I know people yeah. respond to it. But it's not empathy. If you're, you're if you're everybody should be empathetic towards other people. Yeah, you're I hope so. You're a human. Yeah, like to be a human. You need so to. it's not empathy. It's that. But you said it. It's the strategic analysis of someone else's, else's situation. Way of thought. Yeah, you can whether you have empathy or not, you can still strategically go exactly, and yeah. do that measurement. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to be empathetic to do it. It's not teaching you empathy. It's how to analyze a situation. Um, so I think we get caught up in this, like, we need to be teaching empathy. Yeah. No, we need uh, to be teaching a strategic process. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, that, that one's just... Oh, psychology fun. is another... Cognitive psychology is another... Um, Thank you. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I tell my students when I do advising, like, they're like, well, what general education? I said, psychology, sociology anthropology any of those things if you take those just learn the the, the study of human behavior yeah I, and I will say one thing just in terms of um, yes all yes and uh, uh, I think the one thing that I'm personally kind of exploring more is actual um, so on the implementation side when you think about the things that you're um, designing, so as an interaction designer, I'm often thinking about like, oh, okay, this is, you know, this content is going to show up on the page because of these certain variables. And so like content strategy is one thing where it's the actual, like, just like really kind of technical um, aspect of 
inexperienced for lack of better words, um, you know, learning taxonomies and uh, learning, you know, how things are actually going to manifest within a project or within something that you've designed is, is something that I feel like would be helpful to know like CMSs and things like that. Just kind of, it's yeah. nitty gritty, but I, I think it might be helpful. So two things that I wanted to follow up on. In the first one, um, you don't have to like give much <laughs> answer to this one, but you're now the second person that I've heard say library sciences in relation to user experience. Um, can I, I, I don't get it. <laughs> oh, so it's, it's just all about how you organize things, oh. right? So... Um, I think people with probably information architecture backgrounds, um, might have like library science training or have gone to school for library science. It was really just about organizing things and systemizing things in a way that, um, that's strategic and, and makes sense. So, um, if you nerd out on like spreadsheets and really, I don't know if you saw my, my journal here, but like a system for, I have yes. a system for even how I um, shout out to bullet journal. If, uh, anybody bullet journals out there, that's what I'm, um, putting Gary to, but, uh, just okay. even having a system and a, so that it's just organization really at the heart of it. Um, which that's, is, which is super helpful when you're designing complex websites or products or, and that led to my next question <laughs> that I, uh, that had cut up. You've said the word systems a couple of times. So I just want to make sure, cause when I think of systems, I think of, atomic design and I think of like this bucket of like elements that go to create a website I don't think you're talking about systems in, in, in exactly the same way <laughs> yeah so when I okay so when I think of systems I guess I mean I guess it's the overall yeah experience or so what I try to get across to to junior interaction designers is that this one thing you're doing here, you're not just creating this um, component here, it actually lives on in all these different places. So you need to be aware of the system in order to know how what you're doing in this one specific use case is gonna affect all these other use cases. So it's just an understanding of, sure, you're designing this one thing right here, but really you're, it's just a piece of a system that you really need to to be sure you understand. So whether that's, um, I think for, for visual designers, it's, you know, when you develop a style guide, it's like, okay, all the buttons are going to look this way. And all of, um, when they're active, they look this way. When they're inactive, they look this way. And it's, there's, there's a system, right? For that, a visual system. Um, and on the interaction design side, it's, you know, from functionality, like our drop downs are going to operate this way, or if it's a carousel, it's going to operate this way, or hopefully you're not using carousels, but, um, yeah, so that's, I don't know if that's no, answering that answered the question, it. but okay. No, no, that answered it. So this is a probably a big question and we've already touched on it a little bit, but I'm start as, as an educator, I'm starting to wrestle with the idea. Does there need to be a distinct UX or interaction undergraduate program separate from a visual design or gra yes. graphic design program? And so you just said, well, yes, you think there should be. Well, well, what would it roughly, what would the two look like? Just to, what's the, what makes them different? So just thinking about the first thing that comes to mind is just fundamentals, right? So for, and I'm probably going to, I'm going <laughs> to renege on what I said after I say this, but um, 
so for a visual designer, fundamentals, you think of things like grids and typography and hierarchy, visual hierarchy. Some of those are the same for, for UX as well. Um, and I'll talk about what I think is, is different at, at huge in, in just a moment, but this, you know, kind of the fundamentals for an interaction designer are, um, you know, just kind of, it's, it's understanding user flows, it's understanding mental models, it's understanding just the kind of the basics of understanding a user and how you look at somebody who's going to use a, a digital thing or, or whatever it is, who's going to use something, right? Um, so it's a little bit, it's, it's kind of a, um, a buffet of understanding a little bit of psychology, understanding some systems, understanding, um, a little bit of visual design as, as well, I think, because there's things you're communicating in wireframes. Um, you know, if you put a button really small to a visual designer, that's going to mean, oh, that's not that important, but we need to understand when we're doing wireframes. You know, there is hierarchy. There's, we do need to understand typography and things like that as well. But it's it's still a, f it's a fairly different skill set. Um, and as you grow in either one, whether it's interaction design or visual design, I think you're going to start crossing over and understanding the the other practice a little bit better and how how each informs one another but I, I do think the you know kind of the fundamentals are, are very different no that, different but related yeah <laughs> no that 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 completely makes sense and I I think the, the one thing with the the interaction designer they also need to have enough understanding of visual design to know that oh, the totally. goals are being met with it so they can yeah. inform and then vice versa the yeah yeah <laughs> the, totally the, the visual designer needs to understand interaction enough to know that hey is this thing meeting the the goals yeah but so it, it sounds like you know just trying to find one person to do both of those things competently and it, it's going to be kind of hard yeah yeah there i mean there are unicorns they exist yes. out out there and and in some places and um i think where where i am actually there we have some interaction designers that again if they have visual design backgrounds they can kind of do both we have um some interaction designers that are also front-end developers and and no code and they they're kind of our prototyping rock stars um and there are some that um you know are more into uh kind of deeper implementation um that understand and that that might align more closely with like what a product manager does. So we, we have some twofers, um, f for sure. And it's, it's always, uh, you, you're, you're going to become that, you know, as you, as you, um, progress in your career, but understanding those fundamentals uh, that are very different is, is important. Ah, that's a, that's a lot. That's a, that's going to be a big problem for education to design education Interaction, interaction education to like handle that because like you said you then you also mentioned like the front end development too like that's really closely related to the other two enough that well actually I see that it's a little that one I feel like is a little more separate I was just specifically at, yeah. at huge we just do have people that are interested in coding and they um they can just kind of make their interactions a little more real um but I think when you're starting out and I was this this way a lot you're you're not going to be able to do everything at once and I think it's 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 okay to really focus and hunker down on on one if you're going to be an interaction designer like focus on that focus on being the best interaction designer that you you can be um and then if you want to kind of move out into visual design that's fine but I think 
you know, for, for educators and for, um, I don't know. I don't, I don't think you should try, I don't think it's necessary to like kind of try to marry the two. So, so early on, like collaborations are fine and great, but if, if your focus for, you know, one class or for, um, you know, one course is going to be, it doesn't have to be interaction design and, and visual design unless it's like a basics or something like that. Um, I don't know if this is making sense, but I, I think that I would, I would feel like the, the goal would be to just really focus on one or the other. And when it makes sense to kind of weave in, um, you know, maybe as in for a capstone class or something like that and have people kind of work together. But it's, it's really, I, I would be looking for um, a very clear, just as a someone who who was involved in hiring, I would be looking for a really clear demonstration of a certain skill set. Um, if you're interested in others, great. If you or or if you are showing that you're, oh, I'm an interaction designer and a visual designer, you better be kick ass at both. Because if it's like, don't show it if it's going to be like, oh, I was just trying to do so much. And it's like, no, just just focus on the interaction design aspect of this project then, and and save the visual design for something else. Yeah, I think if a better way for me to articulate my, my thought process is I think design education needs to now make the decision. Do they want to have a solely, do they, do they want to start thinking about in, in addition to having a visual design program, do they also want to have a UX or interaction design program? Do they want to yeah. make, start thinking about making one of those? Cause there's gotcha. not a lot of them out there. Yeah. Um, and from this podcast, everybody who, very few of them who've said who I've identified as interaction or UX said they went to school for it. Yeah. yeah <laughs> so I that mean, means to me that screams that there's a need. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, yeah. Tr so the, I guess the, um, the birthplace of interaction design is human computer interaction, yes. which Carnegie Mellon, Mellon is really well known for. Um, but other than like, and that's like kind of, to my understanding, um, if anybody's out there listening from Carnegie Mellon, I apologize if I'm incorrect on this, but kind of my perception of it, it's, it's, I mean, I think you'd go to a program like that if you're interested in also doing maybe industrial design or actual yes. designing physical project, uh, physical products. Um, you know, it's like human factors. It's like yeah. really, really the birth of interaction design, which is more digitally focused. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, to that to that end, no, there there aren't a lot of programs um, at the undergraduate level. At the, there yeah, are, there right, are a lot right, of master right. levels. Yeah, we have one at UMBC. Yeah, so. um, <laughs> human centered interaction. But but yeah, I think having I I see your point, and I I think it's a fair point. Yeah. Yeah, it's time for us to figure that out. So, um, I'm, one follow up question uh, before I let you go because we're I don't want to take up too much more of your time. But this is a, a standard. Uh, this is a standard question I'm going to start asking everybody. Mm -hmm. um, and it's the one thing that I'm struggling with. So I'm looking for ways to solve it for myself in the classroom. Yeah. So one problem I continually see in student portfolios is their inability to not make design decisions based on their own personal aesthetic. So no matter how, to, no matter how hard I think education tries, students always default to designing for their own personal aesthetic. Mm. So... Is organically is there is UX or or in, or ID uh, is that process? Is there something that's part of it that could you know help them d you know break free from that mold of 
visual designers, you know, just designing for themselves, I guess. Yeah, I think, um, well, that's, that's kind of human nature is to kind of stay close to, to, you know, kind of what we know. Um, I think to break out of that, it's, it is good to have an idea of who you're really designing for. So if the project is, is rooted in trying to solve a real problem, um, you know, if, if you're designing something for a 45 year old suburban mother of three, your hipster design aesthetic probably is not, um, is not the right fit for that. You know what I mean? But it's a very, but you're solving for a very concrete thing. It's a 45 to whatever 50 year old mother living in suburbia and whatever, you know what I mean? Like trying to, trying to establish and pin down exactly the problem that you're trying to solve, I think will help with, um, whatever manifestation of that solution is and, and therefore even the, the visual design of it. So, um, you know, I'm not sure how projects are structured, but I would maybe encourage students to decide what, what it is that they're trying to solve to really define that problem, write it out, pin it down somewhere where it, it's not going to change and shift because, oh, you had this great idea that, okay, that's great. And it looks beautiful, but it's not solving the real problem. Um, so yeah, just define the problem, write it out, be as specific as p- possible. And that'll help give you some guardrails to, to really create a solution that's, that's an visually match. Like it, it ju- it's, it's going to be your beacon. Yeah, I, I just one antidote. Um, I think, and it just occurred to me while you were talking about that, is that also part of the problem with the students is like being, the self-confidence to know that their, de- that their design decision is the right one. And I'm gonna give an example of, I, I had a student that was redesigning, she was doing a blog for early elementary educators, and she started using Comic Sans. No! Okay, first of all, but, never in life is Comic Sans a right decision. But then I said, okay, and, and so then she started like going down this path of like, but it's like, okay, so let's go look at a third grade classroom. And then when she started looking at the third grade classrooms, like her design matched the aesthetic of what a third grade classroom looks like. And so then like, you know, Comic Sans, we can find other ways, you know, other. But it's for, it was it. a blog f- for educators, right? For ideas, for things to use in the classroom for projects. Okay. Okay. So, well. so, and so then, like, what do the, like, so she, like, designed these, like, project sheets that would go to the kids. Okay. Now, that I could see yeah. maybe, well, still, it Comic Sans, kids don't need to be learning Comic Sans. Yeah. But the, the moral I'm story kidding. was that she was designing something that looked terrible <laughs> to the aesthetic of the hipster designer. But to a three, you know, to somebody in third grade, that is perfectly appropriate. And she didn't have the sure. Com- it, it took all semester for her to have the confidence to like believe, no, this is the right visual. No, sure. I thought you meant she was designing the blog that the educators were gonna go- like the actual no it, the it, blog in Comic Sans. I'm like just because an educator. Okay, no, no, I, it, I got it, you. The materials that would eventually yes. go. The end user was a third grade student. Sure. Yes. Sure. And so the yeah, it, it, it took a while for me to remember the project, but it it was des- she designed a blog. And then she also had, but she really designed lesson plans okay, for the educators and we put the blog around it. And so gotcha. we, we were, it was the, the, the design decisions on the lesson plans was she had a real tough oh. time oh. like reconciling <laughs> yeah. that I want to be a hipster designer. Well, 
No. <laughs> no, but that, yeah, it, it hey, was, third graders. It was a confidence that, issue. Yeah, yeah. Not so much a, um, anyway. Yeah. Just slightly going off there. Um, all right, so the last question then, is there anything that I ask all the guests, and you can feel free to say no, but is there anything that you are personally working on that you want to share with us or you're, you're excited about or any final words of wisdom for us? Oh. Personally, I'm excited about some of the potential for, I'm, I'm not personally doing it, but some of the, um, I've an interest in like kind of financial education and kind of helping people understand money and things like that. Cause I think it's probably personally, I don't understand it. So, um, we, we have some exciting opportunities right now and in, in government, um, around like kind of finance and things like that, um, that we're working on. Um, That's part of huge. Yeah. I'm oh, okay. sorry. At huge. Yeah. Um, Oh, yes. So this wasn't my project, but um, I'm super proud of the team that just redesigned NHTSA.gov. Um, NHTSA, the okay. National Highway Transportation Safety something. That's or authority. look it up yeah. and put it in the show yeah. notes. Um, yeah, NHTSA.gov. It is a super fucking awesome website. Um, uh, that there were it was it was a labor of love i know for that team and it's a site that you know hopefully will the information on it um is going to really save lives um i think it's beautifully designed when you look at it you're like oh this is a government website um so uh yeah that's something i'm i'm while i didn't work on it i'm i'm super excited about and uh, shout out to the team who did that. Is it live so, yet? It is live. Okay. Yeah, you can go to it right now. It's awesome. Cool. Because the the one, my last guest, they were working on a website for uh, Title Nine, which has to deal with you know violence on campus towards women and a bunch of other things too. It's, yeah. Anyway, but it is, the site hadn't gone live yet. Yeah. So they were, but I saw the preview of it. Oh, so, cool. So we're talking cool. about it in the abstract. Yeah. Well, that's all we have time for today on episode forty-two of Design Edu Today. I want to thank today's guest, Karelia Joe Moore, for being so generous with her time. I want to thank the audience for listening, and I want to thank the Design EDU Today hosting sponsor, DigitalOcean, and CDN sponsor, Fastly, for making the hosting and distribution of these podcasts possible. I also want to thank the AIGA and the AIGA Design Educators community for their generous support of my research that led to this podcast series. If you like this podcast, consider leaving a review for it in the iTunes store and share it with your colleagues and friends. To discover more about the Design EDU Today podcast and read the session notes and transcripts, visit the show website at designedu.today. To keep up with new show releases, you can follow us on Twitter at designedu today, like the Facebook page, or subscribe to this podcast through the iTunes or Google Play store. Finally, if you'd like to suggest topics for future episodes or give feedback to help improve the show, contact me through Twitter or the show's email address at hello at designedu.today. Once again, thank you for listening to Design EDU Today. Design EDU Today.